Hello and welcome back. This is our new Thursday's episode of Upcoming Movies. Thank you for moving with me from Tuesdays to Thursdays. We're new and going through some growing pains, but we're trying to find out the days that work best to bring the information to you. And I really think Thursdays are going to work a lot better for the upcoming movies as we're right on the cusp of when the movies come out. So the information is fresh in your brain and you'll be ready to go. Let's jump right in with the movies that came out yesterday, November 10th. And we're gonna start with the movie that I think people are most looking forward to this weekend. It's Clifford the Big Red Dog. If you grew up with the stories of Clifford as a child, you know how beloved they are, and maybe you're now sharing them with your kids, your grandkids, nieces, nephews, godkids, or maybe you're still just a kid at heart and you wanna enjoy them for yourself. Clifford is a movie that I'm going to kind of surprise you with this because it's not just a movie about a big dog. It's a movie about magic and love. The fact that we all have a little bit of that magic inside of us and sometimes it just takes that right person to share that love with to kind of bring everything together. That's kind of what we get here. We see this little girl and she befriends Clifford and takes him home. Little does she know that this little teeny tiny puppy will grow based on the amount that she loves him. Now you can only imagine how much she loves Clifford in order for him to get as big as he gets. And the rest of the story is about how they're learning to live with a dog this size. At least they live in New York City, so they're kind of hoping that it's going to be under the radar a little bit more because you literally see anything in New York City. So a big red dog really shouldn't be that surprising. But Clifford's antics carry the story through and surprisingly the movie isn't just about that. If you've ever loved the story of Clifford this is truly a movie for all ages and I like the rest of you can't wait to check it out. The other movie that opened on November 10th is The Movie Passing, which opened in theaters on October 27th, is going to be available on Netflix as of yesterday, November 10th. If you want to know a little bit more about Passing, Go check out that episode and I'm sure you will not be disappointed. The rest of the movies that we're going to be talking about today are opening on Friday, November 12th. And they cover quite a variety of topics. Everything from love stories to supernatural thrillers and pretty much kind of everything in between with a couple documentaries in there as well. The big name on Friday that everybody is looking forward to is Belfast. Belfast is the story of a boy from Belfast. The entire movie is from his perspective. Family is everything. They are fearing a literal war in their world. Maybe not war in the typical sense, but that does not make it any less impactful for the people of Belfast. The heart of the movie is it matters not where you are, but who you are, and does so in a very poignant and emotional way that takes you through all of the emotions, the highs, the lows of everyday life for not only this young boy, but his family as well. It is set in the 1960s. Family is literally everything in this story. I cannot emphasize that enough. It also touches on traditions and things that are important to honor one's own heritage and honor where they're from. Young Buddy characterizes this in a way that is so well portrayed that you literally feel like you have been friends with this family your whole life by watching this movie. You are going to get to experience life through their eyes and specifically through Buddy's eyes. And where that leaves you after the credits are done 
is going to be an individual answer to each individual person. Movies like this speak to us in different ways, but they definitely leave a lasting impression. Love is Love is Love? Yes, that really is the title. A series of complicated love stories. Love is Love is Love is actually th three separate stories that give an entirely new meaning to It's Complicated. It's about how love evolves, how one girl's mom was basically a mom to everyone else but her own daughter. You get to choose your life, you get to live your life, and who you choose to love, that's a choice as well. So I guess as much as this is a story about love, it's more of a story about choices. People evolve, love evolves, it changes for individual people. Some say love is easy, others say love isn't supposed to be easy. I guess it depends on who it is that you love. It's all about the type of love that you're talking about. Because love is not something that can just be easily explained. Love must be experienced. And though the title may seem a little bit confusing, I think the story, or let me say, I hope the story plays out in a way that expresses love different way than what we understand it to be. That's really hoping a lot for a movie such as this, to hope that it would explain love when love really can't be explained. But the fact it's being told from three different stories, I'm hopeful that it will surprise me. Multiverse. This story is a sci-fi thriller about parallel universes. According to the multiverse theory, there are an infinite number of parallel universes that exist. What we see here is somebody jumping through the different universes trying to find their way home. Kind of a dark version of Quantum Leap. Not quite like the whole Into the Multiverse Family Guy episode. If you're curious, it's season 8, episode 1, if you are a fan of Family Guy. But this definitely goes a much darker route than that. What it ends up being is, I'm not quite sure. It is either going to be one of those movies that people will be talking about for a long time after the credits are done, or it's going to be one of those ones that you forget as soon as you walk out of the theater. It all kind of depends on what you really believe and whether or not what you believe is reality. And what is reality? Now, I'm not going into the whole like Matrix thing of like, what is reality? We'll talk about that later in the year with the new Matrix movie coming out. But back to multiverse, it's just one of those theories that really makes you wonder, hmm, if you've ever heard of the Mandela effect. And if you haven't heard of the Mandela effect, you might want to look into it a little bit because that has a little bit to do with the whole multiverse theory. This is just a much darker experience of the multiverse theory and we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. Apex. Apex is a movie about Thomas Malone. Thomas Malone is a character that the bad guys just can't seem to kill. It's a total hunter versus prey movie. It's kind of like the movie The Hunt playing out all over again, which I must add is not for the squeamish or even maybe an adult Hunger Games type story. No matter what, they just cannot kill this guy. Now, I've got to add in here that the Thomas Malone character is played by Bruce Willis. As we've seen in a lot of his other movies, he just doesn't die in his movies typically. Oh, unless you count The Sixth Sense, which that's on a whole other playing field here. But here we're talking an action movie where basically everybody's after him and they just can't get him. I haven't seen this yet, but I'm estimating that it's going to be pretty predictable that that Thomas Malone character is going to survive and beat all the bad guys. 
that's just kind of how these movies play out. Am I surprised? No. Just Hollywood keeps remaking the same stories over and over and over again. There's literally no originality when it comes to stories like this. Maybe I'll be wrong and maybe they'll have a surprise in here somewhere, but I'm honestly not anticipating it. I try not to have a whole lot of expectations prior to a movie, but this one is so predictable just from the trailer that, I mean, it's lucky if it's gonna be in the meh category because like I said it's just been done so many times. If this is one you really want to check out I would wait till it's on digital. Unless you're really into those movies and then maybe it's limited release will be somewhere near you. Night Raiders. In this story it is basically a world gone dark. The children that are born belong to the government and there are no children that are free or there aren't supposed to be. There are a few free children and a few free citizens that are trying to fight to get some semblance of normalcy back to the world, some semblance of freedom. The government operates under the idea of one country, one language, one planet. And as if we're not getting bombarded with that idea enough these days. Thankfully, there are some of us who believe in freedom above all else. But Hollywood is determined to push this down our throats, which is sad. How it plays out, I don't know. Just based on the trailer, it felt a little bit like a fifth wave. If you haven't seen a fifth wave yet, that might not make a whole lot of sense. Basically, the government controls everything and decides who or what can do be anything. It's disappointing that there are so many stories that go down this path. I'm hoping that the producer, director, etc. I didn't look up who that was for this movie, but I'm just hoping that they show the counter ideas to that and show how important some of the counter ideas to the whole one country, one language, one planet and show how horrible that idea really is. Once again, we're going to have to wait and see, but fingers crossed, maybe there's still some common sense out there somewhere. Tick, Tick, Boom, a Netflix original that will be available Friday on Netflix, is about Jonathan Larson, the creator of one of the most successful rock musicals of all time. If you don't know the one I'm talking about, it's Rent. Tick, Tick, Boom is the story of his life while he was writing Rent, living by the motto that actions speak louder than words and whether or not he was going to let himself be led by fear or love. If you've ever seen Rent, you understand that reference. If you haven't seen Rent yet, I would highly advise it before you watch this movie because it's kind of the whole how it all came together, why it came together the way it did, and some nuances that even fans of the musical may not understand without seeing this. Being that the story is about writing a musical, it will kind of limit its audience. If you're a big fan of musicals, you'll probably enjoy this. If you're not a big fan of musicals, and like I said, if you've never seen Rent, this might not be for you, at least until after you see it and if you like it. I like to say there's a musical out there for everyone. They just haven't found it yet. What will yours be? The Accursed or the accursed, depending on your pronunciation, is the story of a family that is dealing with a curse. Their struggle to try to escape this curse and to fight it. It, again, a story that's been done over and over and over again. A severe lack of originality. It is a horror thriller that is designed to be maybe more creepy than scary. And whether or not it succeeds at that will be up for debate. I guess it depends on your definition of a scary movie. I myself am a huge fan 
fan of scary movies, but I kind of have this thing that if I laugh at all during a scary movie, that kind of tanks it for me. This doesn't look like one I would necessarily laugh at. This one just looks like I'd be disappointed before I even watch it. I have had that thought on other movies and I've been pleasantly surprised. This is just one that would take a back burner on the priority list. Julia is a documentary about Julia Child. With never-before-seen footage, she truly knew what she wanted to be, and she made it happen. In a time that women were meant to be seen but not heard, she truly broke through the glass ceiling. She refused to be confined by gender stereotypes, and she literally changed everything. She wasn't pretentious. She had a mouth, which I can totally appreciate because <laughs> I have... A vocabulary that Monty Python would appreciate. <laughs> on my reviews and on here I try to keep it toned down a bit but one of Julia's things was you need three things in order to keep your husband happy. You have to feed them, you have to flatter them, and you have to... I'll let you imagine what the third F is. <laughs> there have been a lot of movies made about Julia Child. This is one that I think will be the most accurate in truly portraying who she really was. As this is limited release, I'm going to have to wait till it's available. This one is actually going to be pretty high on my priority list and I'm looking forward to it. Soulmates. It's a movie not necessarily about lovers, but about best friends that are absolutely inseparable. They're from a small town and they are proud of their town's heritage and the Vermont maple industry. As a side note, if you've ever had the chance to try fresh Vermont maple syrup, it is amazing. But back to soulmates. When a big city boy comes to town from the big maple industry that wants to destroy the Vermont maple industry in a situation where they should band together, the girls end up in that might tear them apart. One of the girls falls in love with the city boy and the other girl cannot stand him. How it all plays out, whether or not their friendship can be saved, whether or not their small town's heritage can be saved, and even the Vermont maple industry, everything that that brings to their community. It feels a lot like a Hallmark movie. Why it's not a Hallmark movie, I don't know. Or I guess it could maybe even be like a Lifetime movie. Being that it's such a sappy love story, pun intended, it's maybe a little bit predictable, but I'm not 100% sure that the direction that the story is trying to go. I'm guessing that the girls are going to patch things up and be friends again, but where that leaves the rest of the story if you like sappy love stories, this is one that you're going to have to watch to find out. Stratton Castle, Tale of Jesse Goldenheart, is a story about a servant that is destined to be more. It almost feels like an old English version of Cinderella. It's a servant that falls in love basically with Prince and whether or not they should continue with their love because it's forbidden. If you should marry the one you love or the one that you belong with. Well, technically isn't the one that you love, the one that you should belong with. But in situations where one of them is betrothed to someone else, you're supposed to follow proper protocol. Love is always a choice. Who ends up with who? If this ends up being a love story or a tragedy, you can kind of guess the direction it might go just from the title. Jessie Goldenheart kind of hints that her heart doesn't necessarily get broken. The time frame may be obvious, but love is timeless. How that plays out here remains to be seen. I like to believe that love wins, and even though that's sappy, it's worth holding on to. Double Walker. It is a supernatural horror thriller movie that is all about choices. 
this woman has to make a decision whether she wants to spend one more day as a human or forever as a ghost. Each of the choices comes with a price. She has to weigh all of that out to determine which one that she is going to choose. What happens is maybe not as predictable as it may seem, at least not from the trailer. This one, the horror movie fan in me is definitely looking forward to. I like the idea. It's not an idea that is overly done. I'm not even sure if it's ever been done. If you're aware of a story similar to this, let us know. What do we see when we look at the sky? No, I'm not actually asking you that question. That's actually the title. This movie is subtitled. From what I could gather from the trailer, it's about the simplicity and complexity of love. With all of these love stories, I'm honestly starting to wonder if we're in February and not November. I'm just joking. I'm fully aware it's November. The depth of it beyond that description was hard to gather from the trailer. Subtitled movies are great if you love subtitles, but if you're like me, they can be overwhelming. It sometimes takes away from paying attention to the movie when you're realizing that you have to read all of the subtitles to follow what's happening. I mean, the body language tells us only so much to where we actually have to pay attention to the text. What some may call a distraction, others may truly enjoy. What about you? Red Notice. It came out in the theaters on November 5th. It is going to be available on Netflix on Friday. It is a fun-filled action comedy that feels like Deadpool beats National Treasure with a little bit of Mission Impossible and a little bit of Indiana Jones. If that's hard to imagine, you, this is one that you're just going to have to see. I watched it and its recap is on this week's movie recap that went live on Tuesday. It is a fun-filled adventure that does have a lot of language that might be off-putting to some, but this is one that if you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, or Gal Gadot, or even just borderline funny action over-the-top movies, then you are definitely going to enjoy this and I can't wait to see what comes next. At the end, it leads into the fact that this is not the end of this trio. Home Sweet Home Alone. This one is going to be available on Disney Plus on Friday. It is Home Alone Reimagined. The family goes on vacation at Christmas. The kid gets left behind. The capers of the thieves and the kids setting booby traps. It's Home Alone just redone with a slightly different title. If you're a fan of Home Alone, you'll likely enjoy this. But the fact that it is basically the same story retold with different people with a few slight changes, but not enough to really set it apart. As I'm a fan of the original, I will watch this one just for curiosity's sake. Well, and because of the fact I'm a movie critic, remakes rarely live up to the originals. Mayor Pete comes out on Amazon Prime on Friday. It is the story of Pete Buttigieg and his presidential run in hopes to be the youngest U.S. president in history. It is a political documentary that his constituents will surely enjoy and his opponents will likely skip. It goes into not only the political side of his life, but the personal side of his life as well. A quote that is mentioned is that the stronger the emotion, the more private it is. You'd really have to be a fan of his to endure a movie such as this, if you could tell I'm not a fan. As a critic, I probably will likely watch this. I mean, if I can sit through an Al Gore documentary, I can sit through a Pete Buttigieg documentary. Well, that wraps up this week's upcoming movies. We hope that we have brought you some information that will help you make up your mind of which of these movies, if any, that you'd like to see. Don't forget to like and subscribe 
so that you can always get the most up-to-date Movie Deputy content. We'll talk to you soon.